Are you working? What kind of work do you do? You're listening to The Edge with Aaron Karolnik. Giving you the expert advantage in the world of gambling and fantasy. This will not be a normal Super Bowl. In a time when nothing feels normal, we won't have our usual Super Bowl parties. We can't get together with our friends and talk trash and laugh and drink. In Tampa, there will not be this raucous crowd. Just 25,000 fans. They will be loud, but it won't be normal. Tom Brady is, however, playing in his 10th Super Bowl. So perhaps there is a little bit more normalcy than I'm letting on. But there's one thing. One thing we can do on Sunday that is part of any successful Super Bowl Sunday. Any year, any decade. And that one thing is throwing down cash on the most degenerate player props. The national anthem. The color of the Gatorade port on the winning coach. Amongst many, many other things. And if you're looking for a show that details all of that and more, you found the right place. Welcome into The Edge for this Tuesday night. I am Aaron Karolnik. Al's brother joins me in just a moment. We will have the big E, Eric Cohen, in about 10 minutes' time. Don Padua, the executive producer of TSN Edge at 7.30, and Derek Taylor, the prop master at 7.45. And if you can't hear it in my voice... I'd be surprised because I am pumped for tonight's show. I love the Super Bowl, and I love betting on the Super Bowl, and we're going to break it all down. Let's welcome in the man, the myth, the legend. It is Al's brother. Good evening, Al's brother. How's it going, AK? I'm also just as pumped up as you are. We didn't get to do a show last week. We also mm-hmm. had to take our bye, rest up, because we yes. knew we had this extravaganza plan for today, and I am totally psyched. Super Bowl week is finally here. I don't know about you, but I was really bored on Sunday. Without watching football, there was yeah. nothing to do on Sunday, and I didn't know what to do with myself. I found myself just walking around my house mindlessly. Yeah, well, I mean, after this coming Sunday, there's going to be many, many Sundays consecutively where there is nothing to do. I mean, we can watch other sports, but I think you and I are in the same frame of mind when it comes to the NFL and our love for it and our love for betting on it. So let's get right to it, to Al's brother, because the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's the Super Bowl. It goes on Sunday. You can watch it on CTV. You can hear it right here on TSN 1050. The line opened as... Chiefs minus three and a half. It's been bet to Tampa, or the Chiefs minus three. Now, Tampa is a three-point underdog. When you saw the line, what was your initial reaction, and what is what are your thoughts just four days away from the big game? Yeah, when I first saw the line at three and a half, I thought, that's interesting. Uh, that, that was just a tad higher than I thought. I think three was pretty much where I thought it was going to open up at, and now this makes it a lot tougher. I thought this certainly would be a game where we could see it go down and, and be to within a field goal. And I, I, I don't know if we're spoiling our, our exact picks right now, but I think that this is a pretty good line, and I'd be surprised if we saw movement between now and Sunday. Yeah, it does seem that a little bit of money is coming in on Kansas City. And I think as we get closer to the game, KC is going to be a little bit more public of a team, in my opinion, simply because of the Mahomes factor, the recency bias as far as the last couple of Super Bowls and the way that Kansas City has performed. And I think just the general thought of that KC's offensive explosiveness could just put them in a different stratosphere than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it wouldn't shock me if this line moved to Kansas City three and a half, which is where it opened. How are you looking at this line and how are you handicapping it at the moment? 
Well, we saw this. It started at three and a half, and I think there was a massive bet of what two and a half million dollars. I think that was laid out by one guy uh, with the was, Bucks, uh, James Duffy. Laid it oh, down. Was it one was it year Duffy? salary? Yes, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think a, a bet like that would definitely make a sizable move in the line for sure. And, and I think that's why we saw it move from three and a half down to three. And if I mean, if someone's willing to put down that type of scratch uh, on the Bucks here and on Tom Brady, I think that we're going to see some more big money swingers come in and, and lay some money on the Bucks. Like you said, we'll see a lot of the public money coming down on the Chiefs, but I'll be curious to see as the week goes on, where are we seeing the sharp money at? Because I think that's going to be more indicative as to where I'm going to be placing some of my bets. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And beyond the line, the point spread, the over-under, there are so many totals that we are looking at, whether there be different player profs, uh, anytime touchdowns, the color of the Gatorade, the national anthem. So why don't we do a little something, Al's brother, and let's sharpen our edge. Tired of dull predictions? What, 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 can I, what can I say? Let me explain this to you. Time to sharpen your edge. So this is a Week 12 rematch. The Chiefs traveled to Tampa in Week 12. They beat the Bucks by three points. A little bit of a deceptive score, however. There were a couple of Mike Evans touchdowns towards the end in garbage time. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were thoroughly outplayed by Kansas City in that game. So if you want to use the Week 12 game as a barometer, don't look at the final score. Look at the actual result. But... Some huge offensive numbers in that game. Some of the best offensive players in the NFL. So why don't we get to some player prop over-unders, Al's brother. And you put a bunch together for us. And we will debate and make our selections based on what you've laid out for us. So the floor is yours, my friend. Take it away. All right, well, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, this is the you know the, the GOAT versus the new potential GOAT um, with Mahomes and Brady. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Over under 329.5 passing yards. Okay, so Mahomes threw for 462 yards in the Week 12 matchup between these two teams. That's a lot. But he went under the total of 329.5 in 10 of his last 17 games, including five of his past six. You're going to want to have every every public better is going to want to take the over. Who wants to bet the under on Pat on Patrick Mahomes' pass yards? I am a sharp better, Al's brother. I'm taking the under on that total. How about you? Interesting. I think I got to take the over. I, I'm going to be a sheep and just assume that this is going to be a shootout. And I think both of these guys are going to throw the ball around a lot. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he could throw one pass to Tyree Kill and he could take it 80 yards, and there's 80 yards already. Like, like, like that could easily happen at some point this game so i think 330 that's something that mahomes can certainly get to tyreek hill had i believe 263 receiving yards in the week 12 matchup against the bucks so uh, i'm sure tyreek's name will come up a lot throughout the next hour what do we have next all right so let's go to the goat tom brady over under 25 and a half completions I am going to take the over. I think it's going to become pretty clear pretty soon that I'm backing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the three points in this game. I think Brady is going to have a big, big game for a number of reasons. A lot of it has to do with the run game, which I think they're going to establish well, and I think Brady's going to have a lot more time in the pocket due to play action, and I'm a big fan of what Tom Brady can do, and I think his name's going to be coming up in my Super Bowl MVP predictions a little bit later at plus 255. Are you on the over or the under of two 
25 and a half completions. We're going against each other again. I think I'm on the under here. He's only actually hit that number twice since their bye week back in week 13. Um, so, so I think that Tom Brady, if this team wants to win, we've discussed this numerous times. The way to beat the Chiefs is to play well defensively and run the ball. I think they're going to try and run the football a little bit, and that may end up causing Brady just to get maybe between 20 and 24 completions, but I don't think that we'll see the high number of completions that uh, that maybe some would be expecting. All right, all right. Uh, Let's move on to some running back props. All right, running back props. uh, Donald or Ronald Jones rushing attempts over under eight and a half. Okay, this is a very fascinating one because Ronald Jones' usage is wholly dependent on game script. And if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are leading in this game, which I believe they will, Ronald Jones will tote the rock a lot more than if they're trailing because he does not play on any passing downs. That is Leonard Fournette's job. So I'm going to take the over on Ronald Jones because I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be leading in this game and I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this game. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over on this one too. I think that uh, they like they need to run the rock in order to win games. His question though is who is going to be the number one running back for this team? And Leonard Fournette has been. You look at last week, uh, Fournette, a guy who scored in seven of his last eight games, he had 44 snaps in the NFC Championship game compared to Ronald Jones with just 18. But keep in mind, Ronald Jones has been battling that calf injury, and with these two weeks, you may be seeing Ronald Jones at full health. Let's get a couple more, Al's brother, before we welcome in uh, the Big E, Eric Cohen. All right, let's go uh, to the other side of the football. Daryl Williams, or Darrell Williams, however his name is pronounced these days, rushing attempts over under nine and a half. I'm taking the under on this. I think Darrell Williams will operate as the lead back for Kansas City, even though they have Le'Veon Bell and certainly Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well. But I think there's going to be a lot of throwing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offensive line is in tatters. And Tampa Bay has the number one run defense in the NFL. I think Mahomes and company, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy are going to steer clear of the ground, the ground game, taking the under on this one. This was really interesting because there was a lot of controversy about this last year. Patrick Mahomes over under 19 and a half rushing yards. Ooh, I'm taking the over, and, and I retweeted the thing uh, earlier today when he was at 44 yards and took three consecutive knees at the end of the game to put him under the total. But Patrick Mahomes is a guy who is going to drop back a lot because I don't believe they're going to be running the ball a lot in Kansas City. I think you're going to see Mahomes scrambling for his life behind that terrible offensive line they've cobbled together, and that alone puts him over the total. Tyreek Hill over under 89.5 receiving yards. Well, we mentioned the 263 yards on 12 catches in Week 12. Here's a stat for you, Al's brother. In the last 20 seasons, 17 players have amassed 200 receiving yards or more in a single game and played the same team a second time later in the season. Those players, those 17 players, averaged 51 receiving yards in the rematch with a high of 82. Now, Tyreek Hill is probably a different beast, but I'm going to take the under based on precedent. Meaningless stat. We're not playing that game, but that that's a meaningless stat. All right. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> How about the other side of Chris Godwin over under 74 and a half yards? Ooh, I'm loving the over on Chris Godwin. He's got a matchup against Legereus Sneed in the slot, a very burnable rookie uh, um, defensive back who can absolutely be torched by Chris Godwin, who's coming off an unbelievable performance. I think you're going to see a lot of Chris Godwin on Sunday. Brady will be looking his way like he did in the NFC Championship game. All right, last one for you here, AK. 
little bit of a defensive look at this one. Devin White, nine and a half total tackles over under. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I do not believe that Kansas City will run the ball very much. I think they're going to limit it, much like the Buffalo Bills did against the Baltimore Ravens earlier in these playoffs. So I'm going to take the under. David White's an absolute stud, but the opportunities to tackle won't be there like they would against a traditional running team. And that concludes our over-under segment. Love it. So many more player props to get into. And we have the Big E, Eric Cohen, standing by one of the top contributors for TSN Edge. He'll join us next on TSN 1050. We're back here on the edge on this Tuesday evening. I'm Aaron Kurulnik, Al's brother behind the glass. And whenever you hear the tragically hip on this radio program, it means one thing, and it means the Biggie Eric Cohen joins us. Biggie, I'm getting a little bit emotional. This is the final football game, I guess, of the 2020-2021 season. We've had so many great chats. Let's make this final one a great one. What's up, man? Not much. How are you? You know, Sunday I'm... was really difficult. Exactly what you just said, right? This the first Sunday in months without football, uh, the week before the Super Bowl. It, it, it was it was a weird, weird day Sunday, just, you know, getting up and having no NFL. And now that's going to be every Sunday after this week until September. So that's going to be very difficult for me. Uh, don't worry, buddy. We're going to be talking CFL odds, props. Go. Hopefully come June, that'll be our subject of conversation. But let's stick with the NFL and the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And let's first get your pick against the spread. The Chiefs are three-point favorites over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've had such great success with TSN Edge making your picks on tsn.ca all season long. Which side are you leaning towards at this point? Yeah, right now I lean with Kansas City. I think, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of, a lot of talk about some people with some really big wagers on uh, Chiefs' money line. And to me, it doesn't really make sense when you've got a spread of three. Uh, generally, if you, if you win, you're going to cover in these type of games. So, you know, for me, I'm just going to lay the three with Kansas City. I, I feel like they're just a much more complete team. Uh, you know, you look at what Tampa's had to do just to get here, uh, back-to-back upsets, wins over the Saints and over the, over the Packers, and uh, I, I just feel like they're more flawed. I mean, you give Mahomes now two weeks to get that foot healthy. He says the foot's pretty close to 100%. Uh, the concussion seems like it was a long time ago in the Cleveland game. They're going to get Sammy Watkins back. You mentioned that their offensive line isn't uh, exactly healthy, and that's true. That, that is one thing that does worry me with Kansas City. But I think overall, when you look at the two teams, KC is the better team. And when they played earlier this year in Tampa Bay, you know, the Bucks lost by three, but that score is very misleading. Casey was up really big in that game, and uh, Tampa had to uh, fight back with a couple late touchdowns to get a backdoor cover as a three-and-a-half-point dog. But to me, all things being equal, um, is the better team. I'll lay the three. So uh, the way a lot of people play sometimes when you're looking at the spread in a Super Bowl, you might be betting on the Super Bowl MVP as a reflection on who you believe will win. So if you believe Kansas City will win, you could bet on Patrick Mahomes to be the Super Bowl MVP at minus 115, ultimately giving you better odds than you would get betting Kansas City money line. The same would go for Tom Brady. Where you can get him about plus 210 to win the Super Bowl MVP as opposed to betting Tampa Bay plus 140. What do you make of that strategy, and is there any long-shot Super Bowl MVP picks you can give the audience? Yeah, uh, I don't like the strategy in this game, and the reason being um, KC has two 
incredible offensive players, obviously talking about Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And if one of them go off, if Tyreek Hill has the kind of day he had the first time they met, and I know you say it's probably not possible. I heard what you said the first segment, but if if that happens, if Kelsey goes off for 210 yards and three touchdowns or Tyreek Hill does it, very good chance one of those two guys could get the MVP. So for me, I would not lay that with Mahomes and just assume if Kansas City wins, he's going to get the MVP. There's two other good options on that team, the two guys I just said. Uh, they're that good. I mean, you know, listen, Kelsey's gone over 100 in both playoff games. You know, Tyreek had almost 200 against the Bills last week. Uh, if one of them is far better than the other one, and, you know, Mahomes does not have an incredible performance, you could very well see one of those two guys get it. As far as a dark horse goes, uh, my dark horse is definitely Leonard Fournette. Um, you can get him at 35-1 to 1 in some spots. You know, playoff Lenny is uh, is back, right? He didn't have, he didn't do much for the for the Bucks in the regular season at all. I mean, he was a healthy scratch at times for them, but in the playoffs, he has been fabulous. He's been not just running the ball, but he's been one of Brady's uh, safe targets. He's had a couple receiving touchdowns. He's he gets a lot of all-purpose yards. I definitely like his his total over 50 rushing yards and his all-purpose over 77 in this game. Because uh, I do believe he'll be the guy and not Ronald Jones, who I still don't think is 100%. So uh, Fournette would be my dark horse at 35-1. to 1. Uh, If you like the Chiefs, you might want to sprinkle on Kelsey and sprinkle on Hill. And I just, you know what, it's just not good enough odds. If you, unless you're getting Mahomes a plus money, I wouldn't do it. Eric Cohen from TSN Edge is our guest here on The Edge, right here on TSN 1050. And the name Mike Remmers is going to become very important as the week progresses. And there's this clip out there with uh, Jason Pierre-Paul asked about Remmers. Um, what do you think about Remmers, who's filling in for Eric Fisher, who tore his Achilles, at, yeah. and he plays left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. The last time Mike Remmers played in the Super Bowl was in 2015 for the Carolina Panthers. And if you recall, a man by the name of Vaughn Miller won the MVP right. thanks to Remmers allowing three sacks and ten quarterback pressures. And I know that was six years ago, but my dark horse pick for Super Bowl MVP, I have JPP at 60-1 to and Shaq Barrett at 70-1 to simply because the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is a disaster. It reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line throughout the season, and I think this is going to pose major issues for the passing game and for the run game for Kansas City. What's your take on the impact of Casey's O-line? Well, I agree with you on the run game. I don't think you're going to see the Chiefs run the ball. I mean, listen, they you know they have they have three running backs, and I don't really think any of them are a factor in this game, Alaire Bell or Williams. Uh, and I and I you know as far as Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, they both had a sack the first time they met, and that was when the Chiefs had a healthier um, offensive line. The thing about Mahomes, obviously, is that he's just not your typical quarterback. He he will find a way to elude pressure, elude a rush. Um, it's, you know, I, I just, if he was a sitting duck in a statue back there, I'd be really, really worried with that offensive line with Eric Fisher out. But Mahomes is the kind of quarterback that uh, he'll find a way. They've got a couple weeks to figure out how they want their offense to go, and I have 100% confidence in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy with their play calling and the way they will get Mahomes out of trouble 
so I, I, I think it, you're not going to see the Chiefs run the ball. You know, one of the props I really like, you know, team rushing total. I love Tampa Bay to have more rushing yards than Kansas City because I do think you'll see a lot more running from Tampa Bay. Um, that's, that's definitely a prop I'll be on as well. But, no, I, I, I feel like the Chiefs offense will be just fine even without Eric Fisher. Big E, can I get you to give us one more of your deep uh, player prop or any type of uh, projection or pick that you have that I might be looking at, perhaps something I missed? What is yeah, your top you know pick you for Sunday? Go so go ahead. Board here. I, see one, sure. I see one prop that's plus money, um, and it's uh, Byron Pringle, uh, receptions, one and a half under at plus 110. If Sammy Watkins oh. plays, and I'm assuming that he does, with everything the Chiefs have, I don't think Pringle gets two catches. And it's funny because I, I was listening to Tyree Kill yesterday talking about this game, and he was saying he wants to get you know, Pringle involved in the offense. He had that, that special teams touchdown against Denver earlier this year. That was really good. Um, but I just don't feel like with everything the Chiefs have out there, and don't forget, obviously, Williams will catch balls. You know, Hilaire might catch balls. Le'Veon Bell catches balls. I don't think Pringle gets two catches. So, you know, it's a bit off the board, but I feel like that number is too high. I think it should be a half, not one and a half. I would take the under on Pringle receptions. Biggie, you're, you're bringing a tear to my eye, my friend, because I love that prop. That is my absolute favorite, favorite play. I've done some digging on this subject. In games in which Sammy Watkins has been active, that's seven games this season, Byron Pringle has one catch on one target. Well, there you go. It's it's a complete no brainer. It should be a half, and it should yeah. be juiced the other way because that there is no chance Byron Pringle is doing anything unless Sammy Watkins either reaggravates. Putting more money on it right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, stop. your your only your only concern is if Sammy Watkins either is a surprise inactive because right. he did practice yesterday, so yeah. by all indications, or he gets hurt during the game and they need to bring him in and and, ha- and have him run some routes. But if Sammy Watkins is playing a full complement of snaps, there is no chance that Byron Pringle is hitting the over one and a half. So lock that one in. I love it, and I'm so glad we're on this one together. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking right before the show, and I saw it, and I was just reading about Watkins, and uh, I was uh, I was surprised. I just I don't really understand where these two. I mean, you know, all you you know all the guys that catch balls in that offense. Where is he getting two catches from? Right? Like, yeah, uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And right now it's plus money, so let's uh, let's hammer it. And listen, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you a lot of credit. You've been on Godwin. I heard you talking about him earlier on the show. And I, I, I was one of my big plays from the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. And when you get a player pop and you hit it early in the second quarter and you could tell how much Brady was uh, was targeting him, a great call on your part. So that's the thing. We all work together. We could figure out some soft lines with this. You know, there's hundreds of things to bet on in the Super Bowl. So there's going to be some stuff where maybe the, the proper thought wasn't put into that line. I think the Pringle one is one of them. And, uh, and and you like Godwin again this week, I hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I love Godwin's matchup against Legereus Sneed. I think Godwin goes off for another big number, and I think I'm on the Bucks, man. I think I'm in the I'm in the minority for sure, but I think the Bucks cover, and I think the Bucks win outright, and Tom Brady, number seven, which is just totally absurd, but I think it's going to happen. And I can't wait to chat with you about it uh, sometime soon, my man. Hopefully I get to see you in person. We can grab a couple of beers. And uh, we'll be doing that at some point in 2021. But thank you for all your time this season, and uh, we look forward to having you back soon. 
Definitely looking forward to that and looking forward to the game and looking forward to talking CFL with you. Buckle up here in Argoland, right? It's oh, baby. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right. That is the Big E, Eric Cohen from TSN Edge. Don Padula, the executive producer of TSN Edge, is our next guest. He's coming up after this. All right, we are rocking and rolling here on The Edge on this Tuesday evening. I am Aaron Korolnik, and thrilled to welcome our next guest, who usually appears on Fridays, but tonight he's gracing us with his presence on a Tuesday. It is Dom Padula, the executive producer of TSN Edge. What's up, Dom? Aaron, I'm all over the place. I mean, usually it's Friday night that we do this. This week it's Tuesday, but we didn't have any games this past week, and it feels like it's been about a month since we had our conversations about yep. the conference championship games. It's amazing that, you know, it's only been less than two weeks. And uh, here we are talking about the Super Bowl, and it feels like we haven't had football in about a month. Well, Dom, um, our previous guest, Eric Cohen, is backing the Kansas City Chiefs, minus the three points. Al's brother still undecided. I am backing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus the three. Give me your selection against the spread for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Wait a second. First, I gotta I gotta clarify something. Did you just say Al's brother is still undecided? That's is he right. Giving a pick in the next <laughs> block of this show. Um, uh, okay, so here's the thing. You know, all season I've been talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team that I think was a little bit overlooked, and you know, by no means did I expect them to run the table with trips to New Orleans and Green Bay and back-to-back weeks. And I think you know. Here we go with their toughest test of the season, a rematch with a Chiefs team that absolutely had their way with them the first time around. But I've been cheering on the Bucks throughout the playoffs, both as you know a fan of Tom Brady and, and everything that he's accomplished at the age that he's still doing it at, and then at the same time as somebody that's you know taken the points when they played both the Saints and the Packers. So I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Bucks heading into this game, but I've been doing my best to temper it because. Because when I look at this Chiefs team and what they've done dating back to last season, I remember earlier in the year, Aaron, you and I were talking about the Chiefs Super Bowl odds when they were hovering around plus 400 or so. And we were talking about how just dating back to last season, this team just does not lose. They had that upset against the Raiders earlier this year, a little bit of a wake-up call again in a game that, you know, it really could have gone either way. And ever since, they just... They've been unbeatable. 25 of their last 26, they've won. And I know they haven't been good against the spread. That's something that's dogged them, especially later on in the year. But this is that ideal scenario where when you look at the number, it's only three points. It's not like you have to give up a ton of points to back the Chiefs. I was listening to Eric in, the, in your last guest just talking about how, you know, when he measures, does he want to take the Chiefs' money line or does he want to give up the three points? He'd rather give up the three points and just, you know, get the better price. And I I feel like I'm in that same boat right now. You know, when I, I want to back Brady and the Bucks. It's, it, what they've done to this point has been absolutely so impressive. But when you look at the Chiefs overall, this has been two years now where they just haven't lost. And when you're only giving up three points, it's not a lot. Um, you know, as much as I, you know, my heart will be cheering for Brady and the Bucks to pull off one last upset in the, you know, against all odds Super Bowl run. Um, 
my, my brain's telling me to go with the Chiefs here. So right now I'm leaning towards Chiefs minus three. Okay, well, since the Week 11 bye, Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Chiefs, has just been on a prolific rampage of destruction, averaging 110 yards and one touchdown across the eight games. He has at least 10 targets in nine of his last 10 games. His total is 97.5 receiving yards. Do you have a feel on if you're leaning over or under in that respect? It's a big number for anyone, but the way Kelsey's been playing, maybe it's not that big. Yeah, absolutely. I'm leaning towards the over, and, and, you know, I'm still debating whether to go all in with this strategy here. But when you look at two of the props that I really liked early on in the week were Tyreek Hill, over 86.5 receiving yards, and then Nico Hardman, over 26.5 receiving yards. And both those numbers have gone up a bit. Tyreek Hill, in particular, has gone from 86.5 to 93.5. I still really like Tyreek Hill on the over. And when I look at what the Chiefs' offense has been able to accomplish so far in these playoffs and what they did in the first meeting with the Bucks, um, I, I do like the idea of loading up on some of these player props um, and taking the overs because, you know, maybe you take three or four and they don't hit, not all of them, but there's a good chance that a couple of them will. And when you look at what Kelsey and Hill have done in particular in these playoffs, Travis Kelsey last week against um, the Bills, 118 receiving yards, a couple touchdowns. He went for over 100 when they played the Browns. And then Tyreek Hill, just that monster performance the first time these teams played, and then topping 100 yards in both games against the Browns and the Bills. I really, really like the Tyreek Hill over at 86.5, which is what I got it at last week. Um, but then pushing it forward to this week, when I look at, you know, if they try to take away Tyreek Hill, I mean, that's going to leave Travis Kelsey to just absolutely eat. If they try to slow down Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill is going to burn them the way they did last time. There, no defense has had an answer for these two so far, including the Bucks. And when, when you watch the film, it's just hard to imagine how they're going to be able to slow either one of these guys down. Um, forget about both of them, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, it's almost pick your poison if you're the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the poison was definitely there in Week 12 when Tyreek racked up 12 catches for 263 and three touchdowns. Going back to Kelsey for a second, he is plus 600 to score the first touchdown, and his anytime TD prop is at minus 160. This is a guy who saw 12 targets inside the end zone this season. So if you're looking for the best bet, in my opinion, to score come Sunday, Travis Kelsey is your man. Let's focus on Gronk a little bit, Dom. And Gronk's a guy who's had a ton of Super Bowl success. He has has three touchdowns in his career in the Super Bowl, and his best game of this season came against Kansas City. He had more than 100 yards uh, on six catches. What do you make of Gronk's potential in this Super Bowl? How much do you think Brady will be looking at his looking his way come Sunday? Yeah, and you know, he's been an interesting topic this week because of that Super Bowl experience with Tom Brady. I've heard a lot of talk about, you know, Brady going to Gronk early in the game just as a reliable option that he's comfortable with that he knows that he could count on. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Um, last week, obviously, just the one catch for 29 yards against the Packers, that would have been enough 
in this game to put him over his receiving yards total, which is 27 and a half. It only, you know, it might only take one or two catches. You know, Tom's got a lot of weapons. Mike Evans, obviously the priority for that Chiefs defense, but then you have Chris Godwin, who I heard you talk about earlier. All year, he's just been so good for Brady, even dealing with that injury earlier in the season. I think he has a big game. I really like Leonard Fournette on the ground. I think they're going to want to run the ball a ton. Then you've got Gronk sitting there with 27 and a half as his receiving yards total. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the over. I would lean towards the over. I think that might be one, maybe two big catches. And I think there are there is going to come a point, whether it's right out of the gate, going to that reliable option that he's so familiar with in the middle of the field, or later in the game that the Bucks fall behind. I think that they're going to go to Gronk at least two or three times in this game, and that should be enough if you can make those catches to push them over to 27 and a half. Uh, another anytime touchdown prop to look out for. Leonard Fournette has scored a touchdown in seven of his last eight games, and that's going off at plus 125. Uh, why don't you give us your Super Bowl MVP pick? I know it's clear you like the Chiefs. Are you backing Mahomes minus money, or are you looking more towards maybe Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey? I'm going to take um, Patrick Mahomes. And I, I heard what Eric said about the idea of, you know, so many different options. And if Tyreek Hill has a big game, you know, he could be a valuable pick for MVP or Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, go down the list of guys that could really have big performances for the Chiefs. But after what we saw in the last Super Bowl, when Daryl Williams goes for 133 total yards and two touchdowns and Everybody's saying he's got to be the MVP, and they give it to Mahomes. You know, I really can't see after that performance last year and how important, sorry, Damian Williams was last year. Um, I really can't see uh, anybody else getting the award other than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it would take the type of performance that Tyree Kill delivered in the first meeting with the Buccaneers in order to even have a chance at it, I think. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to spread it around. I think Tyreek Hill has the potential to have another big game. I think Travis Kelsey is going to get hit. Well, Sammy Watkins is going to play. I think they're going to try to get the running backs involved a little bit. Um, and just so many weapons that this team has. I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's had a couple of weeks to rest up that injury. Um, he's going into the Super Bowl with a chance to really make history and go back-to-back at such a young age. And I think that the narrative surrounding Patrick Mahomes as the next one, I think it would take almost too much to give that award to anybody else on the Chiefs if they if they win this game, which I think they will. So for me, it's Chiefs are going to win. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. But we'll see if, uh, you know, if Tyree Kill or Kelsey or any of those other guys could have a really big game and swoop in and steal that award from I think I just think it's a little bit too much to expect. Dom, as always, we appreciate you taking the time, and I have been told to inform you, Al's brother has made his decision on who he is backing on Sunday, and he's going to announce it coming up next. So you're going to want to stick around. I'll be tuning in. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you. All right. All right, man. That's Dom Padula from TSN Edge. Derek Taylor coming up next. You may remember Derek Taylor as a Sports Center anchor, the man with the details behind the CFL and the NFL. Well, he has a new gig. He is a prop master, and we're going to put his mastery to the test for the Super Bowl coming up next here on the Edge.
All right, we're back here on the edge, wrapping things up with some weekend who will be performing at halftime. Perhaps our next guest has the lowdown on what songs the weekend will be performing. If he'll be wearing gloves, yes is minus 200. That's the type of things that our man Derek Taylor likes to focus on when it comes to wagers. What's up, DT? How are you? Good. I'm just uh, reminding myself of all the great weekend tunes that I've uh, ignored. Uh, Save Your <laughs> Tears. I don't. Is that a song yes. or an album? I don't know. I, don't I know. think that's his newest song. So perhaps there's some value there, DT. On you know you 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 get the new tracks out there early while you have the audience most engaged. We'll save that for a little bit later. We'll also save you know Nick Arbuckle's um, you know arrival in Toronto and what <laughs> yeah. that means. Because because I know you'll be calling the game for the Riders when Arbuckle leads the double blue to yet another Grey Cup champion against your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But that's another topic for another day. <laughs> Let's get into the Super Bowl. That's why we're here. That's what we love. And we've had a number of guests throughout the program opining on their their predictions for Sunday. We had the biggie, Eric Cohen. He took the Chiefs. Don Padula also taking the Chiefs minus three. We have yet to hear from Al's brother. We're saving that for the end of the show. But give me your official prediction for the Super Bowl in Tampa between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. I, I think those guys are both wimps for only giving three points with the Chiefs. I Earlier, actually last week, I bet Kansas City out to minus six and a half. I kept, it, I kept it under the magic number, right? You can't break the magic number. But I, I just think Kansas City can roll whoever they want. And Tampa, I mean, did they look great this past week? No, they won a football game in which they gave up three picks. And Green Bay <laughs> goofed up some critical decisions. So I think Kansas City can roll them. I wasn't willing to push it out to, you know, nine and a half or 13 and a half, as I have with some other bets this year. But to me, KC rolls this one. So I'm good at six and a half. Uh, any props that you're targeting in particular? Because I know you're a prop master, Derek. You're a man who yeah. loves the props, loves some of the more eccentric ones uh, leading up to the game and certainly inside of the game. What are you looking at for Sunday? Anything in particular you can share? Well, I, as I was looking, I was reminded, oh, man, I got in on some great ones because the price has gone just far away from me right now. And I found a couple. I found a really good long shot that we should discuss at some point. But I, I, I tend to hate yardage props because they are very random right one one uh, mccall hardman run and now he's got 50 yards rushing and now you're pooched because you had him at 11 and a half or you had him at four and a half i i don't love yardage props so i tend to focus on interceptions touchdowns and receptions and right now i have a ton of tampa bay overs in receptions chris godwin over five and a half. Mike Evans over four and a half. I know he had his problems after the opening drive last week, but I just think Tampa Bay and Brady are going to have to throw the ball so often that I even took Gronk over two and a half receptions, which has he been thrown two and a half balls in the playoffs? I'm really not sure that that's happened, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy on Tampa Bay overs on receptions because I, I mean, you're going to have to, this thing where you try to run the ball, I know they're going to do it. But eventually they're going to have to break down and go through the air, and that's when the Godwins and the Evans, to me, are going to pay off. It really does see, seem, Derek, and Derek Taylor from CKRM in Regina joins us. You know him from Sports Center over the years. It really does seem hard to imagine Tampa 
building a lead and establishing the run and having Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette carry the ball to the point where either of them would make a significant dent in their rushing totals. And on the other side, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the run game is far from their focal point. Will it be mm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Will it be uh, uh, Daryl Darryl Williams or Le'Veon Bell, perhaps? How are you looking at the run games for these respective teams, and, and who do you think is going to have the more effective one? So uh, I've been tracking it the last couple of games. Tampa, uh, for Tampa Bay, they insist on running the ball on first and second down. They absolutely insist on it. They got a little bit toward, uh, they, they passed on early downs more than 50% of the time uh, against Green Bay. But in the first one, it was more than 50% run. They're going to continue to try to establish the most mediocre running back duo, and I'm going to scream at the TV, but they're going to do it. So when I see Leonard Fournette over under 11.5 carries, I just feel like Bruce Arians is going to old-school football himself into 13 carries for that cat. I, I just feel like his rush, his actual carries, is, is going to go over because Arians, although I keep yelling it, and every other team that is doing real well, knows that, hey, the run game isn't a big deal, and when you carry the ball 11 times for 45 yards, you haven't done a whole lot with yourself. You're just putting Brady in these impossible situations. As much as I don't think they should do it, I totally believe he's going to keep doing it. So on, I wouldn't touch the yardage ones, like I say, but as for carries, I think I'm, I'm going to be on both Fournette and Ronald Jones to go over. As for Kansas City, that's a total crapshoot, but it does lead me to my long shot, which I really Ooh. enjoy. Please, you got to lay it on me, DT. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight unless I hear your long shot. So uh, this is not on, uh, you know I love my Bodog, but uh, this one is on a different site. Who will have the longest rush in the Super Bowl? Or uh, who's going to have the longest rush? And you go, oh, okay, well, that's seemingly a random number. I should probably go with the guys who, who get you know, the most carries. But uh, Leonard Fournette, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Leonard Fournette is particularly good. Uh, okay, Ronald Jones, again, I don't think Tampa is particularly good. Tyreek Hill, to have the longest carry of the Super Bowl, is plus 735. Hmm. And McCole Hardman, who had one carry for 50 yards last time out, is plus 1,100 to have the longest single carry of the Super Bowl. I like I, I lay a unit on both of those, and you would score at least a, uh, a five and a half unit profit if if one of them comes through. I just again Leonard Fournette maybe, but no at the price Tyreek and Hardman I think have some real value as far as long shots go to have the single longest carry in the Super Bowl. I, I love that prop. That makes a lot of sense to me. The opportunity clearly not there to the extent they would be for Fournette or Jones or Edwards Alaire or even or Indira Williams. But I mean Tyree Kill and, and Hardman are clearly the more explosive options. TT, I gotta yeah. tell you about this one. You're gonna you're gonna love this one. So the name Mike Remmers um will become very important throughout the week because he's starting at left tackle. His first start at left tackle, he's of course starting for the Chiefs with Eric Fisher out with the Achilles injury. The last time Mike Remmers played in the Super Bowl, he played for the Carolina Panthers, and his opposition oh was the Denver Broncos. And if you recall who won the MVP that night for Denver Broncos, it was Vaughn Miller. Remmers right. allowed three sacks and ten quarterback pressures in one game. Number one, how unprecedented is it that a offensive lineman would allow ten quarterback pressures in one game? And how does that make you feel about Casey's offensive line as a whole? 
Well, they're, they've been rife with problems for a long, long time, right? They haven't had Mitchell Swartz at right tackle for a long time. They lost Kelechi Osemele, who was brought in to be their left guard. He's been gone for a long time. Uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif hasn't played all season long. Like, do they have one of the guys they have planned to have starting, starting for them in the Super Bowl? Like, it, it, it just, to me, it, it matters a little bit, but then it's Patrick Mahomes. So it, 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 just, it just doesn't matter. They're going to have a plan, in my mind, for Shaq Barrett, for Jason Pierre-Paul. Those guys were phenomenal against Green Bay. But A.A. Ron is not Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes, as he's getting tackled to his right, throws a little dart to Travis Kelsey for 18 yards, and we good. Uh, it's, it's going to be absolutely a matchup to watch for sure because uh, Remmers is not Fisher, just like I can't remember who the right tackle is. is not Mitchell Schwartz, who's maybe the best right tackle in the game. But Kansas City and Andy Reid, I just feel I'm in the spot where they will have a plan for everything, and, and that's why I'm so, so big on them in this game. I, I mean, I think you're right, and I think the only way that you could make a cohesive case for the Tampa Bay Bucks is that they absolutely dominate the line of scrimmage. They allow nothing on the ground, and they are all over Mahomes. Would that surprise me? Absolutely not. The Bucks were top five in in quarterback pressures, in sacks. They do a lot of damage in that respect. And you look at Casey's offensive line, man. It's ugly. It's really bad. It's amongst the worst units in the entire NFL. But do you believe in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to be able to scheme past that? I think you probably oh, yeah. could make a compelling case that the answer is yes. Derek, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, my friend. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. I know it's been a long day for you doing your own show in Regina, so we appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be talking before Sunday in the big game. Many more prop bets to come. You know it, my friend. That is Derek Taylor from CKRM in Regina, former Sports Center host and anchor. Al's brother, the audience has been waiting all night for your pick. Lay it on us. All right, so after canvassing, listening to what everyone is saying, listening to what you've said, I know you're high on the bucks, but it seems like everyone else happens to be leading towards the Chiefs. And, and you know what? I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm leading the Chiefs as well. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't know how they're going to stop Tyree Kill. At the beginning, you, you laid out this stat that I believe is absolutely meaningless about how when players go off one week, they get stopped the next. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tyree Kill is going to go off. He's going to have himself a great day. You just can't stop him. He's just way too fast. His separation is unbelievable, and I think that he's just going to go off for an um, unbelievable amount of yardage. And if he doesn't, Travis Kelsey will. Like, you're just not going to limit that offense. And when it comes to uh, you know, Kansas City's defense, they did a pretty good job limiting Josh Allen in that passing yes. attack last week. So, you know, if, if the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers cannot get the running game going, and they do have just the 29th ranked run game. It's not like they have stout running backs as is. Plus, you have Ronald Jones, who's kind of banged up a little bit, and who knows where you're going to get out of Fournette, who's been quite inconsistent all year. Uh, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because that KC secondary ain't no joke, not playing around, and I think that they'll give Tom Brady fits. So I, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that the Chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Just leaving me here all alone on my island, Al's brother. You I'm like, on the Bucks, and like no one else is no one else is with me. But just one or two more props that I encourage our audience to look at: the total sacks in the game. The over/under is four at minus one ten. 
the Chiefs D-line was all over Baltimore. Or sorry, all over Buffalo last week, I should say. 23 pressures on Josh Allen. And then you, we know how bad Kansas City's offensive line is, how good Tampa Bay's defensive line is. So I think you're going to see plenty of sacks. I take the over on that. And Byron Pringle, if Sammy Watkins is active, and all reports are that he is healthy and good to go, Lay down your mortgage on the under of 1.5 reception because there is no chance he's hitting that. Zero chance in hell. Al's brother, do you want to close things off with your favorite prop? Yeah, I've got a couple of props, I would say. In terms of game action, I think Mike Evans' touchdown anytime is a pretty good one at plus 220. Uh, I think that he's somebody who's just, you know, dynamite in the red zone. I think they'll be, you know, Brady will be going to him once they get in there. But when it comes to, uh, some odd player props, it's funny. I had Tyreek Hill also as longest rush as something that I really liked Ooh. in terms of a value pick. And I was able to get him at 830, plus 835. So a little bit even better value than DT was talking. Something I found which was really interesting was times that Bill Belichick is mentioned on the broadcast over under the number was set at one you have got to be kidding me if you don't think that they're going to bring up Belichick more than once in this game where Tom Brady for the first time in his career has made it to the Super Bowl while Belichick sitting at home watching the game while eating some uh, some chips or you know some pizza and wings or whatever the heck that guy eats but that one I thought was interesting and also color of Gatorade Last year, it was orange. So if I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions, odds are it's going to be orange again. So you can get that at plus 245. I like that one as well. Oh, fantastic work, Al's brother. I love the picks, and I've loved doing the show with you throughout this NFL season. We've had some great times. 32 episodes of the edge have come and gone i want to thank our audience for that and we'll be back with much more in the coming weeks a different spin on the edge right here on tsn 1050 for all of our guests tonight for al's brother i'm aaron karolnik enjoy the super bowl take our advice and cash some checks we'll talk then